and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy, and today's guest is Divya Gugnani, the co-founder and CEO of Wander Beauty. In this episode, Divya talks about building a functional luxury beauty brand, how she's using conversational technology to get to know her customer, and her plan to continue building brand loyalty. Hope you enjoy the episode. Today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have Divya Gugnani, the CEO and co-founder of Wander Beauty. Welcome, Divya. Thank you for having me. So, Divya, you have a business background. You've invested in over 60 companies, including Dollar Shave Club, Inkbox. Tell us a little bit about what fueled your interest in starting Wander Beauty. So I had started three companies prior to starting Wander, and I had gone through this entrepreneurial journey of starting businesses, sold two of those three, and I, at the time, was at QVC. I'd sold my company, Send the Trend, to QVC, and I was running digital innovation there and spending a lot of time in the beauty space. I really had a passion for beauty ever since like the early days of just like being a girl, sitting on the vanity, watching your mom deck out and glam out for the 70s. Um, and I just felt like no one was speaking to me in the beauty space. So like, there's so much going on. We always look at this as a crowded industry, so many players, but there was no one talking to me. And so I felt there was a massive opportunity for Wander Beauty. Really the idea of, I am a self-identified time-starved woman in motion. I am doing my makeup in the back of an Uber, doing skincare at the gym, putting on concealer on the F train on the way to work, planes, trains, and automobiles. My co-founder, Lindsay, I met at a party. She was the struggle is real. Hashtag the struggle struggle is real. She was going through the same thing. We both love beauty. We both love travel. There was no marriage of this. And so we felt there was a massive opportunity, huge white space for a brand that focuses on women in motion. Look at Lululemon, $17 billion business created by disrupting the apparel industry and creating apparel to suit women in motion. We feel that opportunity for beauty is even bigger. So did you think it was about, you know, obviously providing color and creating great makeup, which is what Wander Beauty is about, but also that functionality? I think it was really owning the beauty routine of the woman who's in motion. So it wasn't just about color. It was, okay, let's get in via color, but really let's think about this woman and let's figure out what her pain points are. Exactly what you said. We surveyed 100 women. We're like, what are your pain points? Too many things, too little time, don't know how to use them. So we solved all of those problems with creating our brand. We created a brand that is fewer, better beauty essentials. Fewer because they're multitaskers. They're going to streamline your routine. If you had five things in your beauty bag, I'm going to give you two. They're going to do the job of five or 10. And so multi-use formulas, multi-use componentry, double-sided, things like that. Fewer. Better. Clean beauty. We believe this is the standard, not the exception. We care about what we put on our skin, our hair, our lashes, and our lips. We want everything that works with our skin, not against it. So each formula is enriched with global skin-loving ingredients. as free of all the bad stuff. Phthalates, mineral oil, synthetic fragrance, all that's out. 
beauty essentials. We want to own the entire beauty routine for this woman. We're not a skin brand, a color brand, a nail brand, um, you know, or device brand. We don't believe that women shop in silos. If this woman is in motion and she's living her busy, active lifestyle, she's shopping via her mobile phone. She's using her smartphone. And so she wants to go to one destination that's going to solve all her problems and do it at 9 p.m. while she's having a glass of red wine and shopping on her iPad. Or she's sitting in the back of an Uber and she's ordering her beauty essentials. So we really want to be that brand that services her with whatever she needs on the beauty front. So Divya, on that note, like this woman is busy. This woman is probably largely in metro cities, right? Or when you started. What else can you tell us about her? Um, so many things, because we've studied her very, very seriously. So our most recent um, demographic test that came back showed us that 77% of our customers are married, 80% of them are homeowners, um, they have very high household income, we have ranges you know, from 100000 plus in household income, but the largest group of purchasers on our site are 250000 thousand household income and plus. Um, She's educated. Uh, Many of them have master's degrees. Uh, I think I mentioned they were homeowners. So it's really amazing to see who these women are. And they really span different age groups. So our quintessential customer can be a college student who literally is like putting on her beauty with her backpack, having her essentials in there and doing it on the subway. And then it could be this like high powered woman who owns her own law practice. And it could be a mom who's a stay at home mom who's getting ready and doing carpool and putting on her skincare and her makeup in the car. So she wants to look semi decent for all the moms that she's going to see as soon as she drops her kid off. So it's really fitting into the lifestyle of all these women in motion. Considering that you have such a high household income, you know, Wander Beauty isn't considered necessarily prestige or necessarily exclusive of, you know, the masses in a way. Tell us a little bit about that price point strategy. It really was this idea that there's white space. It's that this woman is a high powered woman. She's in motion. She's active and she's running around, but she wants quality and she cares about her skin. And that were those were things that came out through all of our studies and our data. And in speaking to women real life in focus groups, they all said, we care about our skin. And so they want the La Mer formula. They want that amazing, aspirational, good for you ingredients, clean beauty, but they don't want the price tag because now they're shifting some of their spend if they're a mom to their children or their household, or they're reaching a stage in their career where they're becoming homeowners and investing in their home or their interior design or their wardrobe. And so they care about quality, but they want it at affordable price. And we felt that was a massive white space in the market. There was no one who is really innovating in terms of formula, delivery system, ingredients, and harnessing the power of global ingredients, putting those in formulas at potent levels that work and give you maximum results with minimum effort. And so we created that opportunity of affordable luxury in this space. Do you think it was about, you know, serving a beauty junkie or was it someone who was not part of like necessarily the beauty industry to start? Quite the opposite. So we feel like the artistry community really services the beauty junkie. The artistry community tells you you need to spend two hours in front of a vanity, do all the trends, use 20 tools, powders, brushes, the whole nine. And I'm like, you can do this with your fingers, like on your way to work. And it's pretty easy. So like fuss-free, foolproof, do-it-yourself is our motto. We're all about gorgeous on the go. Wander Beauty empowers you to look a more confident version of yourself. This is you on steroids. This is you, your best self. And it's you do it yourself. And it's all great for you at the same time. 
So, Divya, Wander Beauty is found on your own site, wanderbeauty.com, as yeah. well as, you know, a select array of retailers, Sephora, Net-A-Porter. Tell us a little bit about where your customer is finding you. So it's really interesting about how we chose that distribution. She's finding us in different places because we are choosing to reach different clients that we think are pockets of success for us as a brand. So when we launched our brand and we had our own direct-to-consumer, that's always our primary focus, is owning the relationship directly with the consumer getting all of her feedback to inform our product development lifestyle, um, to inform our product development life cycle and also process. So because we have a direct connection with her, we can hear what she wants us to make next. 77% of our clients told us they want to see more skincare from us. This year in 2019, you're going to see a lot more skincare from Wander Beauty. She wants to see treatment. She wants to see cleanser. She wants us in hair to provide her with a solution that helps her deal with her dirty hair. I mean, we had these conversations. People were like, I need to extend my blowout. My hair is dirty. I don't want to have to wash it all the time. I'm on the go. I'm at the gym. I need to refresh it. And we created this really innovative product called Extra Mileage to actually do that. So everything is informed by her. We launched on our own site for that reason. Then obviously the beauty junkie, the beauty enthusiast is at Sephora. We want to tap into that community of the high frequency purchase, play on the discovery of being in Sephora. We care about the high household income luxury customer who's actually buying very luxury branded goods on net We care about the person who buys fashion and is a fashion enthusiast and is a casual beauty customer who shops on Revolve. So we're taking each channel to reach a specific target group that we think complements our base and speaks to our woman at large, which is a woman in motion. A lot of other uh, DTC first brands have kind of seen the retail partnership strategy as a way to combat the high acquisition costs of Facebook and Google, and they can't sustain that customer acquisition strategy. What is it about that for you? How has that affected you know these retail partnerships? So I think it's interesting that you what you said is nail on the head. So many DTC brands say, okay, I'm going to spend millions of dollars on customer acquisition. I'm going to build my brand. And oh, by the way, it's getting really expensive online. So let me just go launch wholesale as an afterthought. That was never the model for us. The model was the, the customer is queen. Our client is queen from day one. Let's service her directly, but let's understand her behavior. She is omnichannel. She is shopping other places. If you all of our data and all of our research shows us that not only is she buying us on wanderbeauty.com, primarily mobily, but she's going into Sephora. She's she's shopping on Net-A-Porte. She's shopping at Revolve. Like we literally asked our, our, ask our clients, where else do you shop? And that's where we launch. We are so entirely informed by our client and what she does and getting in the, like getting in her head to understand her behavior and then getting our customer acquisition strategy to be in line with what she is doing. So instead of us pushing our brand, being like, oh, we tapped out on um, customer acquisition costs online because they're bloody expensive. Now let's just launch wholesale as an afterthought. Like it's not an afterthought. Being in every Nordstrom store is not an afterthought. It's a dedicated strategy to test certain items physically in retail and see if people touch and play with them. We only put palettes because that's something visual that people want to see pigment load. They want to see color. We take a very careful approach and thoughtful approach to every single channel and how we launch those and we support those partnerships 360. 
How do you kind of balance now or what's growing faster? Is it DTC? Is it those partnerships? Are you looking for more partnerships? Gosh, we're growing across the board. So it's really um, what I would say broad themes. Our big focus is focusing on our direct to consumer because we're growing there so fast we can't keep up. It's like, you know, the bus is moving forward and almost the wheels are falling off. We're growing on that team. We're hiring on that team. So if anyone has a resume, please make sure you get it to me. Um, for real, like our D2C business is just growing incredibly rapidly. That in turn, we believe is fueling a lot of our growth at wholesale. We believe that owning the conversation with the customer and having that direct contact is then actually broadening the reach of how they buy us on wholesale. So for example, I am talking about this hair refresher and I'm telling you about extra mileage and I'm telling you that a normal consumer, when they want to deal with dirty hair, what do they do? They use dry shampoo. And what does dry shampoo do? It puts a film on your hair. It has alcohol. It makes your scalp dry. It gives you dandruff. And then, by the way, your hair gets brittle. So we created this incredibly innovative solution. So everything with Wonder Beauty is like, how do we innovate? 360. Innovate in the formula. Innovate the development. Innovate in the packaging. The whole delivery system. So we create this cleansing solution that's not alcohol based, but ha- you know, but it cle- cleans your hair essentially, gives you an extra day out of that blowout, doesn't make your hair crunchy, doesn't have a film, doesn't give you dandruff, and also gives you amazing texture and looks fantastic. So we tested it with all these people. We listened to her. She says in hair, "I want this product." We make it. We create it. We have them test it. We move through it. Then we own the conversation through showing you video content, online content, influencer seating of where people actually bring it to life. Then you see people buying it wholesale because, by the way, when they're buying their you know t- body brand and their other stuff that they're getting from other you know brands that don't sell what we sell on a Sephora or on a Net-a-Porter, if they're buying their designer dress for their you know school benefit for their child, they're like, okay, I'm going to get my Wander Beauty extra mileage with it. So my point is that we are really playing into owning the conversation around each launch, each innovation, giving them multimedia content that makes them feel like they are trying it in their home in a very personal experience, giving them video content, bringing the product to life, the formula to life, the before, the after, the features, the benefits, the ingredients, everything is coming to life 360. And then they have the choice of where they want to purchase it. They may decide to add it to their cart because they have three other things in their cart that are from other brands. They're whether they're buying shoes or clothes or they're buying other beauty products that we don't sell. And then they're checking out or they're buying it directly on our site. So really all of those channels are getting fueled by our direct conversation, I believe. Divya, what kind of information are you sharing with those with your retail partners? Like, are you telling them how much you're communicating with this customer, what she's asking for? What how, What are those learnings cross across channel? It's almost frustrating because I feel like I'm informing so much on my end. So what's fascinating is my retail partnerships are. of beauty brands do this. They sit down with a retailer and the retailer says, these are the trends for the year and this is where you need to focus and this is what the client wants and this category is 30% down and don't focus on it and this category has fatigue and no one's selling lip right now and masking is having a decline. And like I say, that's amazing. Great for you. Like, And I literally just go and say, my client wants me to launch X, Y, and Z. My data shows me this. I had 100 people test this formula and 99 came back and said they would buy it and this is what they would pay for it. And by the way, when they 
say that they're going to buy it, they literally give me a price range of what they would pay. So my entire product development strategy and formula is driven by my client. Real life people who are my consumers who are spending money on wanderbeauty.com inform every single decision I make. And so it's completely upside down. So I say, this is what I'm launching. Would you like to take it? (laughs) And it's like this hysterical conversation where they're like, are you kidding? And I'm like, well, this is how I'm going to support it. These are my launches for the calendar. This is why I'm doing it. This is why my client wants it from me. This is why I'm innovating in this category because I'm not a Me Too brand. I'm not giving you a lipstick because you can buy a lipstick at a drugstore or a department store. At Wander Beauty, if you are buying something from me, it's because distinctly you are getting something from me that is magic, that's innovation that you cannot get from any other brand. Our Wander Lust Powder Foundation is a hero seller on WanderBeauty.com because no one in the United States creates a powder foundation that covers everything, feels like nothing, covers age spots, sunspots, rosacea, acne, is a powder that can work for oily skin, can work for dry skin, and literally is a liquid that we transformed into a powder through a proprietary process and has a delivery system that doesn't exist in the market. So people can only buy that from us. And so hence, this pull into our .com and the pull for people to buy our brand at retail is because we are innovating with the product first and product quality matters. It's not that we're just changing a marketing story and peppering some 0.001% ingredient in this and giving you a marketing story about why this is the new ingredient for the year. Like, I don't care about that. I care about really solving a problem in this woman's routine and giving her superior experience that she cannot get from anyone else. Speaking about not getting from anywhere else, tell me a little bit about how much growth you're experiencing on your DTC site. Okay. So I'll actually talk about the brand as a whole because the DTC numbers are actually really higher than just the overall brand. So we've been in business three full years, 2016, 2017, 2018. From 2016 to 2017, we grew 100%. So 100% growth, um, which was amazing. From 2017 to 2018, we grew 321%. And of that 321%, this is all net revenue. So net of coupon codes, discounts, promotions, returns, everything, net, net, net. Our net growth was 321%. So our D2C growth was actually higher than that. It fueled fueled more growth than you can imagine. And what do you think was driving that? Was it the product themselves? Was it content curation? What, what, What do you think was the driver? Number one, obsession with the client. That was the driver of growth, getting in her head, leveraging her as a resource, solving problems in her life, creating really innovative products that no one had ever made, baggage claim, gold eye masks, solving a problem in a woman's life, making her look awake, dealing with hydrating, depuffing, and brightening her under eyes. Because listen, we all got under eyes. You and me, you and me especially. (laughs) It's that Southeast Asian woman problem that we have. And so creating innovative formulas, innovative technology, visual skincare that you could see on Instagram and have come to life. Having amazing organic influencers and celebrities. I don't know if you saw today, Sarah Jessica Parker posted that she's, you know, using Unlashed on the set of Divorce and Emma Roberts posted over the weekend that she loves baggage claim. And we have all these amazing celebrities that are just literally touching and feeling our product, influencers alike, and are just talking about it because they genuinely love it and it solves a problem in their life and they want to use it. Divya, you've spent a lot of time, I think recently, um, especially since we last spoke in the summer, was in in-house editorial content and marketing. What is that about and what do you think that you guys are differentiating between other beauty brands out there? Massive differentiation here. And I feel like 
The traditional beauty brand route is to give you highly stylized, beautiful, glossy, model-esque, perfect photos. And that is why people go on beauty sites and they see these beautiful women and they're like, I want to look like her. It's aspirational. I am the opposite. I am actually authentic and relatable are the two words I would use to describe us as a brand, authentic and relatable. We leverage our existing community. So whether it be actual customers or influencers, micro-influencers, bigger influencers, um, anyone who's kind of around friends and family of the brand, welcome, we'll take you at our office. Um, And we shoot all of our creative ourselves. So every single touch point you see for Wander Beauty was shot in-house in our office in Manhattan, in our studio, by our team. And we own that dialogue and that conversation. It's real women with real problems, real skin concerns, real, real, um, you know, real faces, real lashes, real, you know, rosacea, acne, hyperpigmentation, everything and anything you've seen out there. Like we've got it. We've showed it to you. We've made it real. We don't mask it. We don't hide it. We make you feel confident when you engage with our imagery. You know it's authentic and relatable and real. And um, and you know what to expect. And you know what the actual product performance is going to do because you see it happen live. You're not looking at a still image that was photoshopped to death, which had 20 lighting filters on it, and every single eyebrow hair was put in there. And you're seeing real women with their real imperfections. And that's just something that you can't put in a bottle. It's magic. How do you compare that to what's happening, you know, with Instagram right now? Everybody is an influencer. Everybody is taking that perfect shot. And real is kind of imagined and imagined is real. So, you know, when you see something out there that is so, you know, features rosacea, features acne, what's engagement like with your community? It's amazing because they want to see themselves in the brand and they see themselves in the brand because you know what? They see real concerns that they have and they relate to them. They see real issues that they have. And by the way, notice our creative women from 18 to 85. We got them all. We embrace the active woman and it doesn't matter what age she is. And we have plenty of women who come in our office who are in their 60s and 70s and we, you know, talk to them about their skin concerns and we have them test our skincare really show them amazing results and transformation using our color cosmetics. And we have a huge opportunity in hair too. And so we are giving them this real experience. So when people actually see real women, they see themselves in it. And when they see these influencers being a part of our strategy and being so tied to our brand and showcasing their looks and their favorite products. We just did a challenge recently, which was like a handful of um, multitaskers. You could only create your look based on what you could fit in one hand. And people can use skin or they can use hair or they can use color, whatever is your routine. Every woman's different. Every woman has different products that she uses. It's so interesting to go in the head of everyone and say, what is she using? What's in her handful? So it's this discovery process of really empowering the everyday woman to be a content creator, to be an influencer, and to influence her community and giving that challenge widespread so people can all feel part of the brand. How do you think that kind of authenticity and transparency is tying back to conversion on your site? Um, I think it's a strong indicator of conversion for us. I think that you can get a glossy image with a perfect model with perfect eyebrows and perfect lips and equally spaced teeth from 20 <laughs> artistry brands on dot, dot coms at you know at different retailers on Instagram and we don't serve up that nonsense like we serve up what's real and what's happening in life and like 
all different. You know, it may be a really polished, beautiful fo- photo with heavy, heavy makeup because someone decided that's what they wanted to do that day. And it could be bare bones and it could be showing their real skin and their real texture and their real pores. We we mix it up and we just embrace what is in reality. And I think that people really love that. And I think that drives conversion for us. Divya, in 2018, you guys um, not only worked with you know Facebook and Instagram and Google in terms of acquiring new customers, but you also tried more traditional channels like direct mail. Tell us a little bit about what that was about. So in 2017, we really got our feet wet with our .com. Originally, we had launched with our .com, but we weren't actually doing any customer acquisition activity. We're like, we have a .com. You can shop on wanderbeauty.com. But by the way, we're launching in these retailers, and let's like test the brand. Imagine, just as an entrepreneur, you have limited money, limited resources. I was running the company out of my house up until we had nine people working out of my house. My husband's like, hold the phone. Like, I can't (laughs) handle this anymore. There are boxes everywhere I go. And he's like, I'm going to get killed by one of these boxes one of these days. So in 2017, we started testing customer acquisition channels, originally starting with the basic ones that you would think of. Obviously, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube being the number one place for beauty discovery um, in the market today, Pinterest being a really visual place that people like to do, um, bridal inspiration and you know other stuff. A lot of inspiration happening on Pinterest, and I'm an investor, so I get particularly excited about it. Um, and so then we said, let's peel the onion a little bit back further and really amplify our customer acquisition in 2018. So we went deeper with some of the channels that you can imagine, and then really also tested a lot of traditional channels. So direct mail, podcast, serious radio, TV. Um, all sorts of channels and really try to think through like, where is our client? We always start all of our customer acquisition strategy with where is she? And that actually is done by surveys and focus groups of taking top performing clients, high what we call LTV customers, which is lifetime value, and thinking about where they are. Where are they? What are they doing? Some women raise their hand and say, I go on Facebook 10 times a day because I like to see pictures of my friend's kids and my family and I'm connected there. And other women are like, I don't ever open Facebook because I think that's like so, I don't know, a million years ago, I'm only on Instagram. And so show me everything and bring it to life to me in IG stories because I don't even see stuff on the feed anymore because it's so hard to find. It's not chronological anymore. So we're really getting in the head of the client and understanding these different methods. We started testing channels. I think for us, customer acquisition is fine. And yes, bringing the products to life and bringing our brand to life. There's building brand awareness was step one. So having brand campaigns focused on Wander Beauty. That's the brand you go to when you want to be gorgeous on the go. Wander Beauty. That's the brand, the brand that women in motion go to. Whether you're getting ready at the gym and making that come alive, or you're a mom and you're busy and you're getting ready, and like just bringing all these authentic moments and the real lives of existing customers come to life in creative, and using that in a 360 multimedia campaign across all of these different touch points. I mean, literally our first serious radio um, spot was like an alarm clock going off and me being like hitting the snooze button and being like, I have, you know, Wander Beauty, we're selling time. We're selling you those, we're giving you those five minutes back because we're basically going to make you look flawless in a flash. And so we're giving you time to do other things you want to do in your life. And so just really touching on the high points of why people shop our brand and 
serving those back to people, 360 in all these different media is what actually was most effective. And obviously then taking it another step further and taking technology to make this a seamless, easy experience by using artificial intelligence and also text message and other tools to really optimize that experience. Talk to us a little bit about the text messaging because, you know, Text messaging and conversational commerce is something that a lot of people are talking about right now. Um, Dirty Lemon, Zach Normandin was on our show a while back, and he talked a lot about that. But some brands are using text kind of just like the word email or any kind of other sort of spam newsletter type feed. How are you guys using it? So you're 100% right. I've invested in a lot of companies. A lot of different companies say to me, hey, like, you're doing text message? Like, is that just like the new email? Like, everyone just wants email in their phone because no one opens email anymore? I'm like... You've got this 100% wrong. Like, this is not a spam channel. A text message is a very personal communication with a client. You have their phone number. They don't give their phone number to everybody. So you better, like, be cool about it and use it wisely. And so the way I look at it is our brand, every communication that we focus on when we're focusing on building Wander Beauty customer first for our own direct-to-consumer business is three things. Real-time, personal, and mobile. And that's why text is at the base bone and the, um, at the backbone of what we're doing as a brand. So we use text message to understand how she wants to communicate. So we actually test a lot of different formats and test different client groups and do a tons of segmenting to understand, does she want to be hearing about a new launch via text because she wants to feel special and feel like a VIP and find out about a launch before everyone else? before it hits Instagram, before it hits our website, before it goes anywhere, does she want to feel like a VVIP and feel special? Is she a coupon code shopper and she's a mom and she doesn't literally transact without a code? And so segmenting her and understanding how she wants to communicate and be spoken to. Really taking each, it's like making each communication so deliberate intelligent and personalized is the success that we've seen in text message. Just the reason we have a 12.7 mobile opt-in rate on our site and 6% is industry average is because we're deliberate and intelligent about our channel. We have an 8.3% desktop opt-in rate, 4% is industry average. We're signing up over 250 people a day on text message because we're not spamming them. We've done over 12,000 transactions. This data is actually a little old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just realized that we've done way more than that. Um, and we have a 3.2% conversion rate and 1.5 is industry average. So we have very high opt-in rates, transactions, and conversion rate. And that is 100% driven by being dedicated and intelligent about the communication. Is there things that you found that your customer doesn't like, that she does feel spammy, that she feels like is too intrusive? Well, you know, they tell us. They're like, you know, they may sign up for text message because um, pot potentially they wanted to find out about a, a launch, but then they don't want to receive other communications from us. So they opt out, and that's totally fine. So we're always in direct communication with her about what she wants and what she doesn't want, and it's very individualized, and we are catering to each individual on a personal level. How do you feel that, I mean, text obviously is via mobile. Mm -hmm. Your customer is largely happening shopping on mobile. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit how those things fuel each other. Fascinating stuff, by the way. Okay, so at the beginning of 2018, 60% of our clients were visiting us via mobile. Um, in the last, just this month uh, of January, 79% of our traffic is mobile, 15% desktop, 6% tablet. 
So what do you think that's being attributed to? Is it just the way that she's shopping? Is she Growth shopping? and mobile. People are just mobile penetration. People, like, this woman's busy. She's time starved. She's on the go. She just wants to do it on her phone and be done with it. She's ordering, you know, Amazon Prime. And so it's like, let's make it happen for her. Like, this is the point. People try and create friction in a process because they want to own a brand experience. I say the opposite. Take the friction out of a woman's life and you'll have a brand that she loves and she will always be loyal to. What do you think the um, AI chatbots that you guys are using right now, it's through Facebook Messenger, is that correct? It is. How does that also tie back to what you're doing with conversational commerce, what you're doing with mobile? How are they all connected? Back to my holy grail, mobile, real-time, personalized. That's why we decided to use Facebook Messenger, because it's mobile, it's real-time, and we can personalize the communication. We decided to actually try a quiz. And so she can engage with a quiz, and she can decide to and fill it out or not. And this is on our site, right? It's on our, so we have different ways that you can access it. You can access it through our site um, in different pages, and we have certain um, parameters that trigger it or don't tr- trigger it based on your user behavior on our site. So a lot of A-B testing is going on at any given moment on wanderbeauty.com. So your experience will change rapidly and quickly based on your behavior. So 18% of the unique quiz takers actually complete a purchase, which is amazing. Just imagine having an 18% conversion rate. The top 25% of people who take the quiz complete the purchase within four minutes of completing the quiz. That's really fast. 50% (laughs) of people who take the quiz complete a purchase within 10 minutes. 75% complete a purchase within an hour of starting the quiz. So quiz takers have a higher also average order value, AOV, than our traditional direct-to-consumer channel. So just think about that for a minute. When you go on a website and you think you know what you want and you go on the site and you make the decision yourself completely unguided by any sort of advice, okay? You may have seen it on Instagram. You may have you know seen us in a magazine. You may have seen us on um seen us in a publication, whatever it may be. You may have heard about us on a podcast. How about that? So you may have come with purchase intent, come on the site and said, this is what I want to buy, okay? And your average order value will be, call it X, okay? When I put you through a funnel where I'm actually guiding you through you answering questions about your beauty behavior and your beauty routine, and I am servicing you with personalized picks catered to your personal preferences, your average order size is 2x. So do you think that has much more to do with the personalization that you're offering and the customization? 100%. I believe that, like, just imagine what the beauty business used to be. Back in the 80s, used to go to a department store counter and used to have a one-on-one conversation with a human who matched your color. For me, often went went to the said beauty counter and they were like, you're kind of a medium, but you're like too yellow and golden for the medium, and the medium's more cool, and I'm going to kind of put you in the tan, but the tan is three shades too dark for me. So, like, this is me when I'm, like, going to the beauty counter. So, back in the day, that was it. The beauty business was these personalized interactions with the beauty advisor. It was this personalized department store experience. We are bringing that experience digitally to you live and in a completely different way where you're asking and answering questions back and forth. And then these chatbots, which start with artificial intelligence, are then powered with a layer of human intelligence, which is serviced in-house by our team. As you get more complicated and get deeper in the process, you can ask more questions and you're being serviced directly by a one-on-one beauty advisor. And this is Mobily, all-, all on Facebook Messenger. That's what I was going to ask. And this is all on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> it really is. And so, you know, this is just totally breakthrough. It's amazing because, like, why is the beauty industry not thinking about how we are as people. Like, our whole brand is conceived around this idea of 
who is the client, where is the client, and what is she doing? And now let's like make her life easier. Like literally, what is Wander Beauty? Fewer, better beauty essentials. Be gorgeous on the go. And by the way, take the freaking friction out of her life. <laughs> that should be my third tagline. Take the friction out of her life. Divya, what do you think is happening? I mean, personalization and customization has really reached kind of fever pitch in a way in product. You're, what you're talking about is really happening with the experience, digitally, physically, in stores. What's next for you guys this year in that realm? Oh, my God, so many things. Um, so we're launching a loyalty program, which I'm super excited about. Um, and it's going to be interesting. It's really going to empower you to spread the word. And when we think about customer acquisition and obviously servicing the client wherever she is, the top of the funnel is building brand awareness. It's about tons of people haven't heard of Wander Beauty. They should know Wander Beauty is gorgeous on the go. Streamline your beauty routine. You know, fewer, better beauty essentials. But then when she's experienced our brand, she's bought something from WanderBeauty.com or maybe she's got us in a sampling box or she bought us at Sephora. Now, this moment of her sharing her experience with her community, and she's influential within her community, whether she's just a regular person or a content creator or a micro-influencer or a macro-influencer, we are empowering them with the tools to build our brand further. And what you will see from our brand is that we have discovered that now this existing and growing base of clients are serving as our best marketers for our brand. And in 2019, we will use technology to really build that vision out further. Perfect. Thank you so much, Divya. It was great having you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Cappadona, the producer of this podcast. If you enjoy the Glossy Beauty Podcast and aren't a Glossy Plus subscriber yet, it's time to consider joining to get access to all of Glossy's content, member events, ticket discounts, Slack chats, and more. Head to glossy.co slash plus and use the code PRIYA25, P-R-I-Y-A 25, for 25% off an annual subscription. Don't forget to subscribe to the Glossy Beauty Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us any feedback you have.